week's episode of the Northeast Newscast, we are speaking with Jermaine Reed, 3rd District Councilman and 2019 Kansas City mayoral candidate. We will be discussing Reed's time growing up in the Northeast community, his work as a city council member, his stance on the proposed pre-K tax, and his vision for Kansas City if elected mayor. So we are here today with 3rd District Councilman Jermaine Reed. Jermaine, I think a lot of people in the area already know you. For maybe the few who don't, can you give us a little bit of history about yourself? Sure. Uh, maybe your time in the Northeast? Well, thanks for having me. It's always fun to be able to do these types of shows and podcasts because folks can listen whenever they feel free. Exactly. Uh, to listen, <laughs> they can stop and start right. uh, and all of that. So it's always good and uh, just as think the new wave, a uh, new age of technology is a lot of fun. So uh, good to be here with you and Northeast News and uh, to talk a little bit about myself, but then, of course, more importantly, uh, the issues that are most pressing to the Northeast and, of mm-hmm. course, uh, to our city at large. Uh, I am uh, born and raised here in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, spent a little time here in the Northeast as a graduate of Northeast High School. Uh, yesterday, I actually had a chance to go over to Sheffield Family Life Center and uh, attend services there. And uh, Pastor Westlake had obviously a great message, as he always does. It also was a reminder of uh, when I graduated from high school in 2002 from Northeast uh, and how important this neighborhood is, not only to me, but then a the, uh, the ton of memories that I certainly have from my high school years of running up and down St. John uh, Avenue on the track team to playing over maybe over in Bud Park or going over to McDonald's to to grab a bite to eat, um, you know, or whatever it may be. So um, over there off Independence Avenue. But, you know, for me, serving on the city council has, I think, been probably just a reflection of my life and my life uh, long service to our city. And even in high school, been, you know, really push I think in the direction of service, it was the last year of high school when they were doing the magnet school themes, and so it was law and public service. And Mm -hmm. a lot of my friends from J.A. Rogers, it was a middle school then, but now it's an elementary school. Mm -hmm. And But a lot of my friends ended up going to like Rockhurst High School or even uh, St. Teresa's and all of that, or uh, folks went to Purcell or other schools. And for me, I was very uh, aware of kind of what what I wanted to do. And I'm like, I want to go and do the public service thing. I think that's of interest to me. And so I, of course, chose to attend school in Northeast. But it was one day that always stands out where a teacher told me at one point, you're not smart enough to go off to college. And Mm -hmm. uh, you should probably try to find somewhere else to go. Because, you know, maybe you should focus on our military theme Uh, versus the public service because it's not going to be good enough for you. And so I committed myself to making sure I was going to do everything I could to not only go to college, but also the number of people who surrounded me and uh, really had a huge impact in my life, like Alvin Brooks and uh, Manuel Cleaver and many others uh, within the community, and my mom Mm -hmm. who really instilled a value of um, education and trying to do everything that was possibly best for my brothers and I. And so it's always been important to me, but I think it's um, been one of the reasons why I've considered this long career and journey on the city council now in nearly eight years now that have passed where I have been focused on a number of issues from mm-hmm. trying to 
figure out how do we eliminate the food desert to reducing mm -hmm. crime and violence to making sure that we have access to public transportation options for all of us uh, to ensuring that we're doing everything we can up and down the Northeast uh, from the different CIDs that Bobby Baker runs uh, and, and a number of other things and look forward to uh, much of that discussion. But last piece of bio I'll mention because I kind of took a trip down memory You're lane in my, my mind here <laughs> as we sort of reminisce. Uh, but is that, of course, I, I, I've received my undergrad degree from the University of Missouri-Columbia mm -hmm. and also a graduate degree from the University of Missouri-Kansas City, so mm -hmm. UMKC Block School of Public Administration. That's a little bit of bio. Spent a little time in uh, Washington, D.C., worked on Capitol Hill, worked for yeah. city government there. Came back home to Kansas City uh, probably three years after my stint in Washington, D.C., and ended up running for office uh, after working in the Green Impact Zone area and uh, becoming the youngest elected uh, official here in Kansas City in city history on the mm -hmm. city council, been elected at 25 years old. And it has been a real honor to be able to serve in this capacity, representing over 80,000 citizens right in the heart of our uh, urban core and right in the heart of our city, but also been at the table uh, to be able to shape policy and decisions that really make an impact on people's everyday life. Mm -hmm. uh, and so... I'll stop there. Let yeah. you ask a question. And, no, you're but good. I think those those are those are some opening comments for you. Absolutely, I appreciate that. Um, so, of course, term limited. You were elected in 2011, reelected in 2015. Mm -hmm. um, so, let's talk a little bit about your work in City Hall up until this point. Before we go into your why you're running for mayor for Kansas City, kind of a few things that stand out to me since I've been here. Um, sure. Ban the box is one big one that I was following for a while, and then the MLK Boulevard. So, I kind of want to talk about those two, kind of why you decided to champion these things and stand behind these these ordinances and issues and what that means to you. Well, we'll start with Ben the Box. You know, Ben the Box really uh, was something that we did back in 2013, uh, mm -hmm. the first time. And it really was only for uh, applications for folks who were applying for jobs within the city. And so we determined that if we're wanting want to encourage our community at, uh, at large to do this, why don't we as a, a city take the first step in showing uh, our leadership in doing it? And then so, of course, a couple of years later, in my second term, we, of course, were able to expand it uh, to the entire city. But what it does is that it eliminates the question on applications that basically ask, have you ever been convicted of a felony? And there's so many people who are re-entering our community uh, that have spent some time away, of course. Uh, that are trying to find um, an opportunity to, to get ahead, or mm -hmm. there may be uh, those persons who maybe have done something very simple in their childhood, and it's on their record at this point, right. but it's very small, minor offense. And so it was important to me to be able to uh, try to lead this uh, Bend the Box initiative to be able to help those individuals who oftentimes are stigmatized by that very check of that box. Mm -hmm. They realize, you know, if I'm going in to apply for a position, they're just going to throw my application to the side. And, and I want to have an opportunity to even uh, present, you know, my skills and, and, and myself to, uh, to for the position. And so it's part of the reason why I certainly championed that. There were a number of uh, organizations that were behind the push for that here in our city, uh, like Moore Squared and uh, CCO and a number of other organizations that uh, really have advocated for this type of justice. It was uh, a lot of times, as with a number of initiatives in City Hall, 
is that as a city council person, you have an opportunity to serve as a voice and mm-hmm. the person that is able to help represent a lot of the needs and concerns of individuals that you represent. And so for me, this was one that was really important to be able to, to represent for uh, the many citizens that have reached out to me, the many yeah. uh, brothers and sisters that I often have an opportunity to, to interact with who say, look, I just want to make uh, a decent salary. I just want to be able to provide for my family. I, I just want to be able to uh, be able to get in and even get an interview. And so I thought this yeah. was an easy uh, policy decision and a way for us to be able to implement it uh, in the city back in 2013, but of course now citywide. And the numbers really do speak uh, well. And I think one of the arguments on the opposing side of this was, well, uh, we won't be able to check people's uh, background. Well, yeah, you still will. You know, you, you, you just do it on the back end. But it does allow for an individual to come in to interview. And if you think it's a good fit for your organization or your company, then that's when you have the tough conversation with the actual person to determine whether or not, hey, we're going to hire this individual. I think the second question that you asked was the most recent uh, sort of success, and that really does stem back from my early days on the city council as well, uh, from 2011 to 2012. And I had, uh, at that time, pretty much started advocating for changing the name of Prospect to Martin Luther King, I realized mm-hmm. that we as the 37th largest city in this entire country and most major cities that have a significant honor for Dr. King, most of them are actually streets, we did not have one. And so I thought it was probably advantageous for us to do that, but I didn't realize that I was joining a discussion that has been nearly three to four decades uh, long uh, here in Kansas City. And just like the other issue of being a box, which we uh, were just discussing, is very similar that oftentimes someone needs uh, an advocate. And while there, of course, uh, is opposition to anything that you uh, decide you want to do at any given point, uh, there was opposition to the prospect naming, and then there was an onslaught from uh, supporters of a number of civil rights organizations, Mm -hmm. uh, and I think most notable, the SELC of Greater Kansas City, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, uh, which Dr. King was their first president of the national organization. But uh, And then, of course, here locally, you have the Greater uh, SELC of Greater Kansas City, uh, which is uh, chaired by Dr. Vernon Howard. And so a number of uh, community stakeholders and others and council persons were uh, in agreement with it. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, moving pieces here uh, about this, of course, from the mayor's uh, task force committee, which came out with three different recommendations. There was a number of uh, places where people said it should go one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But when it's all said and done, you know, I'm only one person on the city council, and uh, mm-hmm. you have to have at least seven votes, including yourself, to be able to get anything passed. And so uh, there were others who often who also saw, I think, the need and value of becoming now one of 900 cities across this entire country and to recognize a globally civil rights leader who, and by all sorts of the word, has definitely paid his way and earned the right for us in this uh, major city to be able to, to honor him in a significant way. And so uh, it's always been important to me. You know, I, I, I did not agree with 
trying to half name the actual street to Dr. King. Uh, so I think there at one point there was a suggestion of, oh, let's name it Dr. King on Paseo. On the Paseo, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't agree with that. And so I thought that a uh, real significant honor, and that's one of the things that I championed when, when I heard of that. And so I think at this point, of course, the council has uh, voted, and I think mm-hmm. it's uh, important for us as we move into next steps in implementation of the actual uh, streets and the street signs that are being hung is that we have to make sure that we as a community, we as a city, embrace uh, Dr. King's name because it's just a name, but it, it definitely honors a real a legacy a civil rights icon uh, nearly 51 years after his assassination. And I think it's incumbent upon all of us uh, to try to embrace it in a way that makes us feel, would make everyone know, I guess, the most importance of him actually being worthy of that name and what he stood for, peace and nonviolence and uh, dignity and uh, love for uh, your fellow man and woman. And, you know, all those things are, are really important. I think those are at least two things that you asked me to discuss. But yeah. on top of that, I would just add that um, I certainly have been a real advocate for a number of other things as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, my advocacy for uh, grocery stores along the Prospect Corridor uh, to my work with uh, KCI Airport and being on the selection committee and serving as the chair of our Transportation Infrastructure Committee uh, and really helping lead and push our community in a very a robust conversation about a number of these issues uh, that we have been able to, to tackle. I think it does serve as a, a good roadmap and picture into how I certainly will lead as the next mayor of the city. And it's part of the reason why I have uh, offered my, myself of service to uh, this city and asked for people's votes on April 2nd uh, when they go to the ballot box to vote for me, Jermaine Reed, that is, on the ballot, so that, you know, I, I will be able to um, continue to lead our city. There's a, so much more work that needs to be done, uh, and I'm running for mayor because I know that uh, every one of us deserve for our city government to do so much more, and there's so much that can be done, and I know that all of us working together, we work hard to make sure that we all have a fighting chance to get ahead. So let's talk a little bit about um, running for mayor. What would be some of your top priorities as mayor and really your vision for Kansas City as a whole? Well, number one, I would encourage people to visit my website at JermaineReed.com. That gives them an opportunity to learn a little more. These conversation offers a, a glimpse into you know what it is that you want you know the person running for office, but you, it's important that we are able to hear from you and that uh, you're offering your feedback as well. I will become the youngest mayor, if elected, of course, to our city, but there are a number of issues that are on my agenda, uh, and one is being able to uh, reduce uh, public safety. Crime and, and violence is rapid in our uh, community, unfortunately, and it's important that uh, we're doing everything that we can to increase public safety efforts and be able to reduce violent crimes. Uh, we talked a little bit about ban the box. The other issue would be ensuring that we're expending job training, workforce development, and also supporting our small and local businesses. Another issue has been sure that we are focused on investing in all parts of this entire city, certainly within the Northeast. Uh, this this city is uh, 319 square miles. We have 211 neighborhoods that represent the makeup of this community, but it's important that we're investing in, in, in every part of our city. And then just making sure that we're ensuring that our government is responsive to every one of us and 
uh, make sure that our public safety and our public um, uh, basic city services are actually um, honored. You know, we mm-hmm. all pay taxes into this corporation that we call the city of Kansas City, Missouri, uh, and it's important that uh, we're able to do that. And then the other piece of it is making sure that we're invested in, in our tra- transportation and infrastructure options um, because bottom line is that we need to fix these potholes out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're pretty bad right now. <laughs> right. And uh, we need to ensure that we, we do that. And, of course, a lot of that is spelled out on my website in terms of some detailed plans uh, for it. And I encourage people uh, to visit JermaineReed.com uh, and learn a little bit more about uh, those topics and, and much more about uh, just my history and, and, and work uh, within the city. Um, I know you attended the public budget meeting on Saturday at the Greg Kleist Community Center. We had a lot of people turn out, a lot of people from the Northeast community, to kind of speak to what their priorities are as far as the Northeast is concerned. What was your takeaway from that? Well, a number of those issues really spin around violent crimes and, mm-hmm. and violence that continues to plague our entire city was one of those issues. Uh, of course, panhandling and trash was a, another issue. And then there, of course, was just a support to small and local businesses right. uh, because they certainly serve as a real makeup for our communities. And so that that was at least three of the major things that stuck out to me at that uh, meeting the other day at Greg Kleist Community Center for a public budget hearing. I'm always impressed and uh, intrigued by the level of engagement that persons in the Northeast bring to their community. The reality of it is is that we all in this city live in different parts of the city, you know, some south, some north, some east, some west. Uh, but it is our commitment to our neighborhoods to make sure that we're investing in them 365 days out of the year. And so it's to no surprise to me, of course, that uh, a number of residents from the north northeast attended the public budget he- hearing because uh, they always do, uh, and they attend a number of other meetings and host their own meetings and call us to the carpet uh, when when they need to as well to make sure that we're being responsive as the elected officials and that we're being held accountable for the actions and the things that we uh, continue to, to work on at City Hall. And so uh, for me, that, that, that makes me feel good. It warms my heart, and I understand that uh, if you're not at the table, you might be on the menu. And uh, I'd rather be at the table with everyone helping set what the menus are going to be uh, for all of us uh, to make sure that we have a community that we can uh, live, work, and play in. Absolutely. So I also wanted to talk a little bit about education. Recently, Kansas City Public Schools revealed their recent progress report. I believe it was 82.9, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Okay. So graduate, Northeast High School. What would you say about the progress that's made so far and then your vision for the future? Well, you know, I will say that it's uh, an exciting moment and an exciting time for the Kansas City Public School Systems. I am thrilled and uh, I was at the actual announcement with Superintendent uh, Dr. Mark Burdell and School Board President uh, Melissa Robinson and a number of the school board members and just the community that gathered a couple of weeks ago to be able to celebrate that progress. This is a watershed moment for the school district, and it's one that uh, all of us should be very proud of because at the end of the day, 
as I mentioned in the beginning of our conversation, that education for me becomes very personal and important. Uh, but we want all of our young people to not just be testing to a test uh, and trying to advance to the next levels just so that you could just be receiving uh, funds. But we want everybody to uh, really be in a position where they understand that education is just as important to them and it really helps with the makeup of our entire city. And uh, we've got to have good quality schools. And I can tell you that over the past decade now, the school district has been working toward uh, achieving accreditation. And I think Mm -hmm. that uh, with the 82.9%, it really does show that a lot of progress has been made to make sure that uh, they're eliminating some of the, the larger class uh, size sizes, uh, ensuring that uh, students are learning a robust curriculum that uh, they have before them. They're uh, working in the community on a number of different levels uh, to really just engage a number of the community stakeholders as part of this, and that this requires a real holistic approach to education mm-hmm. and making sure that our children are educated in our in our city. And so as a graduate of Northeast High School, and uh, I've matriculated through the uh, Kansas City public school system uh, my entire uh, pre to 12 uh, years, uh, it's important to me to make sure that, of course, it's continuing to be very successful. And it's a very proud moment to be able to get to this point. Uh, education becomes so difficult to 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 uh, sort of measure, but it's one of those key measuring sticks that we've got to make sure that we're educating our our youth. Uh, you know, to your larger question of, you know, what would a read administration look like in terms of, uh, you know, with a focus of education, is that with 14 school districts in this uh, entire city, of course, the Kansas City Public School System receives a lot of sort of notoriety here and there. I want to work hand-in-hand with our educational institutions to make sure that we have quality schools for all of our kids. You know, while I appreciate uh, Mayor James's pre-K initiative, uh, I'm not going to be voting for it uh, when it comes to Election Day and encourage others not to vote for it. Frankly, all the school districts have said that they are not supportive of it. I think it's a regressive tax. Uh, I don't like the fact that it takes away from economic sales tax for us to be able to really address a number of issues from affordable housing to eliminating black within you know our, our city and a number of other things with that 3A cent sales tax. We should probably increase the mill levy, which has not been increased in the Kansas City School District at least uh, since 1966, and try to find ways to make sure that if there is a property increase, that we're doing things to make sure that we uh, have um, – quality education. I don't think that the pre-K tax is something that is is going to be able to benefit those who really need it the most. And so I say all that uh, because in my administration, I do think we have to find a real quality solution with our community partners, our educational institutions to really tackle uh, this pre-K issue uh, head on. I again applaud Mayor James for uh, sticking to this and and working and pushing uh, tooth and nail to make sure that this is potentially done. Uh, but but if it isn't, I mean, we obviously need to make sure that our kids are, are learning and that they're ready to go when they enter into kindergarten, mm-hmm. uh, you know, coming out of preschool. 
And that's really, really important to all of us. And, you know, I certainly, while I don't have any kids yet, you know, I likely will soon. And I want to be sure that my kids are able to go to a a good quality school. And uh, I think that's what all of us really want. And uh, my administration will continue to push for programs like uh, the the mayor's initiative for uh, reading and other uh, programs that uh, really benefit uh, the the education and well being of our of our uh, youngest citizens in our city. Right. So if you are against the pre K tax, and I think there's a lot, like you said, all the superintendents of the Kansas City area don't really support this pre K tax. What would you say is the answer? Yeah. You know, and again, I I don't you know I don't think that those of us who have said we're against it are against it on face value. Uh, I I grew up homeless. Uh, At one point, my family was house to house. Watching my mom, a single mother of five boys, I'm definitely the best looking one of those guys. I'll have to see uh, the other four to make that judgment. Okay, okay. Just just see me, and then you see it. And just think of like, okay, I get it. I got you. Now, if they were here, now obviously this, this whole studio would be torn up with now are you only saying that because they're not here are they older okay okay one older and three younger uh but why make a little a light of that you know my mom she she worked hard to make sure that our lights were on to make sure that we had food on the table to make sure that we were involved in the community and making sure that um you know we we were doing things that kept us active and going uh but a lot of times it, it took you know sort of our village to really help make things happen for us because mm-hmm. uh, you know we didn't get shoes besides maybe once or twice a year and that was two pair one you had some good easter shoe shoes for for easter sunday you don't know anything about you know you know anything about that do i know anything <laughs> about that a little bit yeah <laughs> so yes and, and first day uh, school shoes you know <laughs> and uh anything else that came from there until we were able to get a little older to purchase our own here or there maybe that, that we actually get something new. So I understand, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and nor at any point did I ever think uh, at a tender age of three or four or five, anything that my mom was actually dealing with, you know, but right. trying to trying to take the Metro bus or now it's ride KC, but just the city, you know, bus to get us from point A to point B uh, to trying to make sure we were able to, again, like just have food and she sometimes wouldn't eat and we were eating. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, real, they're real situations that people were dealing with. And so that extra cost for pre-K is a lot for a lot of families. And, you know, I think the solution really has to come in and make sure that it's not something that's going to be regressive. It's not something that those who really need it the most will not be able to uh, get it. We've got to make sure that we are making sure that there's quality pre-K for everyone who actually needs it. And um, I want to be able to, as uh, part of my administration, uh, in my first 100 days in office uh, in in August, to be able to roll up my sleeves and meeting with all the superintendents and trying to figure out what is the best solution for all of us uh, in, in this city. I have had an opportunity to chat with many of those superintendents who have a number of different suggestions and recommendations of what we should do. You know, we we have a we have an issue that's before us, of course, and I don't want to be uh, too premature in terms of saying it's not going to happen. I mean, someone will probably say the same thing about me said I'm running for mayor. So I don't want to say it's not going to happen because if it does, we have to be able to figure out how to implement it. Uh, and I stand ready to certainly do that and um, look forward to serving as the next mayor of the city 
and, and working to fulfill quality education for every single person. So I definitely appreciate your time. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you, you talking to us and all of the residents in the Northeast. Is there anything else that you wanted to add that we might not have touched on today? No, I would just uh, probably say again, please be sure to visit my website at JermaineReed.com. You know, I started this campaign some uh, year and a half ago, and it has been a real honor and joy uh, to be able to uh, see so many different parts of our city in, in so many different lights, uh, to have a new fond appreciation for uh, the city that I love and have grown up in. And uh, I look forward to being able to serve as the mayor of the city to really keep our city moving. Uh, we are a city that's on the move, and uh, I think that we have seen some very good days, but I think our best days are yet ahead. And I want to serve as a champion to be able to work with my fellow peers on the city council uh, and community leaders to really push uh, our city forward uh, into this uh, next decade uh, that is uh, getting uh, coming upon us to really, really push uh, and do a number of small things, big things, in-between things, or however uh, you like to characterize it. And what do I mean by that? Uh, we, we have uh, the issues of just, as I mentioned, our basic city service. And how do we make sure that our trash is picked up on time? How do we ensure that our mm-hmm. potholes are actually filled? Uh, to ensuring that uh, every neighborhood is able to benefit from the resources uh, in, in City Hall. Nearly uh, the last survey I checked uh, from MIT, uh, there was a, a results that basically said that 60% of people are using technology across this entire country. And so we have to make sure that City Hall is efficient and been able to communicate with uh, individuals through our mobile devices, uh, making sure that we're connected uh, mm-hmm. through Wi-Fi and a number of other things. But then, of course, just the connectivity of our our transportation options, if it's shared transportation or if it's uh, the type of scooters that we've been able to see across the community or if it's been able to get a, a, a max, uh, which we're working aggressively on down Independence Avenue. Uh, there are so many different things that are moving, and there's so much more work to be done. And I'm hopeful uh, that on April 2nd, citizens will give me an opportunity to continue to take this message uh, to everyone to the general election, of course, in June, and hopefully uh, there in June I'll be elected and take the helm of office in, in, in August of 2019. Visit my website, JermaineReed.com, get involved in the conversation, and look forward to shaking and touching everybody that I possibly can the next 28 days or so ahead before the election. Well, Councilman Reed, thank you so much for your time. I thank appreciate you. all of your our conversation here, and uh, best of luck in Thanks. April. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And that was Jermaine Reed, 3rd District Councilman and 2019 Kansas City Mayoral Candidate. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Northeast Newscast. For the Northeast News, I'm Elizabeth Orozco.